In a land that time forgot, nothing stands still. Power sets the rules, but magic bends them. Twin suns cast shadows on a fallen empire, and battles rage under the stars. From the director of the four-hour workweek comes a tale of adventure, intrigue, and ancient mysteries. The legend of Cock Punch! In the Eightfold Arena, anything can happen, and everything can change. Pleasures delayed are pleasures unmade. Namoran line from the song, The Nine Pleasures of the Seven Seas. Man is violence, and violence is man. Therefore, the key question is, how can we be the best stewards of violence instead of its worst victims? Fleet Admiral Gossamer of House Namora. The origins of House Namora are murky. Once again, it depends on who does the telling. This is particularly true with pirates. In the free trade zone, Namorans tend to speak a rogue's cant or cryptolect called Fadulun, which they often abbreviate to Dulun. It is forbidden in most places of business, as it is largely and rightly considered a secret language for scheming, thieving, and general bad behavior. Namorans often feign horror upon hearing such things, eyes wide and hands to their mouths, but quickly break into laughter. Namorans take very few things seriously. The Jaqua seek enlightenment through their plants, the clerics through their gods, and the Kavothians through pain. House Namora, though, seeks divinity through deviance. If the majority seek refuge in some form of religion, Namorans seek refuge in the three Ds, dice, drink, and debauchery. Namorans look bemusedly upon what they consider the hypocrite norm. If everything in life is ultimately about sex and power, why not skip all the games and self-deception? Why not skip the poor substitutes and boring drills of a half-ashamed life and engage directly? Is that not purer, more truthful, and therefore more divine, than acting respectably, and dying a slow death of muted desires? A negligible number of knaves and scapegraces flee to House Namora as a last resort, but the vast majority choose it as a way of life, and aggressively uphold its values. House Namora is the most egalitarian of the houses, Former slaves, disillusioned highborn, and all in between work side by side. There is just enough hierarchy and chain of command to ensure survival on the high seas, but it is minimalist by design. Many decisions are made by vote, and booty is evenly split. Predetermined adjustments upward are made for those who lose arms, legs, eyes, hands, etc. in battle. All such rules are spelled out in each captain's Articles of the Pirate's Code, and at least 80% of the articles are standardized across House Namora. All races and lineages are treated equally, 
and that is as strong as scripture among Namorans. Hence their best-known maxim and the first article in any Namoran pirate's code, value by deed alone, not by creed or breed sown. Namorans also go by another well-earned name, the mercenary mystics. Namorans believe life can only be enjoyed fully if you taste the brink of death, and that our desire to avoid risk is a gross overestimation of our own cosmic importance. To live a default life of fear, avoidance, and defense is to lose sight of the grander designs of the universe and our own power. Their holy scripture is the canon of Gossamer. Among its recitations, one has traveled to the farthest edges of Valata. Live for everything, Die with nothing. Namorans are masters of both excess and asceticism. They aim to spend all of their golden gems as quickly as they plunder them. Ale is said to flow through the streets like water when Namorans resolve to spend to the last half pence. They translate riches to pleasure as quickly as possible, and they leave port as if they had been robbed and were not the robbers themselves. They often call this the recycling of riches. The goal isn't to win the game, and Namorans insist we are all playing games, knowingly or not, but rather the goal is to continue the game. Playing a slightly different set of games, competent captains insist on storing a few caches of hidden treasure usually pre-agreed as 10% of the bounty, to ensure they can keep their men fed and their powder stores full. This is ultimately their responsibility, and mutiny is inevitable if they don't mind such logistics. To dodge that headache and potential head removal, good leaders plan ahead. House Namora loves the free trade zone, but it also has its own smaller equivalent of the mainland FTZ, the island stronghold of Port Rioga. Port Rioga is widely referred to as the wickedest city in the world, and while the FTZ of Valata prizes peace and order, Port Rioga is defined by unbridled sin and chaos. It is said that every other storefront is a tavern or a brothel, but this is really a matter of conjecture, as no one can enter Port Rioga who hasn't pledged allegiance to House Namora and taken the brand. Furthermore, what happens in Rioga stays in Rioga. After leaving any harbour, every Namoran ship observes three to seven days of strict water fasting and study of the Canon of Gossamer. Each day is filled with extensive rites, Anyone caught violating these requirements is thrown overboard or executed. If any ship is found to permit violations, a call is made to the entire Namoran fleet to sink the ship and all aboard. No leniency is shown to anyone who dishonors the laws of Namora. Loose morals on land, no loose cannons on board, is another saying of the pirates. For many reasons, few are willing to accept, let alone seek, Namoran leadership roles. 
The risks are serious and the rewards uncertain. It requires an extraordinary blend of temperament, ethos, and skill set to steer a band of misfits. Most captains retire by choice or by force within five years. Still, there are a few notable exceptions. Clearly the most remarkable was Fleet Admiral Gossamer, who led the largest known Namoran vessel for 26 years. Not only this, but the Fleet Admiral was the first to unify the eclectic fleet that became House Namora. It is unknown how this was done, as it seems impossible, though stories abound. Fleet Admiral Gossamer is also the only leader of any house to have a stone-carved dedication above the central entrance of the Great Games. It was Gossamer who seemingly appeared from nowhere and resolved the Warring States period, successfully petitioning the heads of all houses to agree to a peacekeeping mechanism involving simulated warfare and one-to-one -one combat. This took several years, and the nuances are many, but the payoff could last centuries. Before every great games in the FTZ, an ode to Gossamer is performed for this reason. Sadly, shortly after the first great games, Fleet Admiral Gossamer's ship was lost in a historic storm at sea, never to be seen again. To travel the treacherous oceans and live a life of raiding, one must be willing to die at any moment. This is especially true for House Namora, as they have at most one or two clerics on board any vessel, and that number is sometimes zero. Furthermore, even if you have a cleric to resurrect you and a jaqua to heal you, none of that matters if either are killed or critically wounded. Last, no mortal healers can save you if the ship itself sinks and all aboard drown. Put simply, every departure from land is a roll of the dice, and Namorans would have it no other way.